All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I will cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let me know. Hello, Canucks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation presented by those great, wonderful, amazing, and some other synonyms for that. Uh, amazing folks over at Zephyr Epic. You can use our promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, Hockey Season. I'll get you $5 off your order. The extended series, that's where I got my Jack Rathbone rookie cards. I've, uh, I'm up to eight Jack Rathbone you're, rookie cards you're now. You're closing the market. Like you're, you are cornering you know the market. On eBay right now, like I'm picking up. This is probably a tip for people now. I'm going to be bidding against these other people listening to the show, but I'm getting them for like nine dollars right now. Wow, nine dollar rookie cards for Jack Rathbone. So this is the best investment I've made. This is Jack Rathbone is one I want to invest in instead of Olya Levy or Nikita Triampkin. I still okay, got all those I'm rookie cards. I'm just saying. I'm just saying your little investing guru advice shouldn't just be. Oh, I don't want to invest in these after you've already invested in them and then they tank. They were cheap at the time, anyways. I was paying under five bucks for those rookie cards. Now Jack's a little more, but he's like you know nine dollars. Yeah, he's got to be worth more by the end of the year. I'm thinking. I think you're right. But you know what else too? Like man. 
Oh, you didn't intro either of us, by the way. No, it's fine, but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> The, the Vasily Pod Colson rookie cards. Oh, they're going to be so nice. I'm very excited. Okay, so no, wait for are those going to be... Oh, also DoorDash. Combo no, I'll, get, I'll get to all that in a minute here. You're supposed to get to it off the top, but that's fine. Pod Colson, is that going to be the rookie card? Like him and Cole Caulfield have to be the short printed ones, right? Uh, I'm guessing that Caulfield will be in Series 1 and Pod Colson in Series 2 because they won't have a picture yet for Series 1. Oh. So Pod Colson will be in Series 2. Pod Colson will be the big one in Series yeah. 2, likely. Yeah. Unless there's someone else that makes a jump. Also, delivered by the great people at DoorDash. Use uh, promo code COMBODD for first-time users. Uh, they can get 25% off their order and free delivery. COMBODD. DoorDash. DoorDash is, is the thing, man. DoorDash is great. We heard it from Cheech last episode. Heard it from Cheech. Five guys on uh, on DoorDash for sure. I've yes. uh, Last thing I got from DoorDash was they have uh, the Summer of Dash Pass. Whoa, right what? Now, right now. Because I, I've had... DoorDash uh, Dash Pass for a long time. Okay. And they have a deal. It's been like $10 off of, you know, you got to spend $20, you get $10 off your order. And it was a different thing for seven weeks. Uh, and last week was like convenience store. So I just bought Monsters because I was like, you know what? Oh. I'll order. I'll get, I got exactly like $20.50 worth of Monsters. $10 off of that. Ended up getting wow. like a bunch of Monsters from 7-Eleven for 10 bucks, like way cheaper than I would have had to pay, even if I went into the store. Yeah. So DoorDash helped me out that way as well. Great folks over there. Anyways, my name is Chris Faber. Your name is David Quadrelli. Uh, I just bought some new shorts from, uh, I went to the Under Armour. Um, I went to the outlets out there by the airports there. Have you yeah, ever yeah. been out there? Yeah. I've never been, but yes, I know what you're talking I was talking pretty about. mad. I was going to get a pair of shoes. Okay. No size 13s or 14s anywhere in any of the stores. There was like one or two pairs of shoes and they didn't even fit. They were still too small. I hate when that happens. I know, right? Well, you have pretty big feet for your size. <laughs> I do though, have right? big feet, yeah. What size are your feet? Ten and a half. Okay, well, that's not that big, actually. Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, ten and a half. Actually, let me check these. That's got to be nice for you to, to look for shoes. I was looking, and, and normally, like, I remember going to outlets in the States. These are 11. 11? So, yeah, nice fit there with 11s. Yeah. I remember going to outlets in the States, like Nike factory stores and Nike outlets down on your way down to Seattle there. Uh, there's, like, the big outlet mall there. You, I guess you haven't been before, but we used to go there for, like, school supply shopping. I've been there. Know, school clothes shopping. Okay. Well, anyways, you'd go to the clearance section, and the clearance section was, like, all size 13 and 14 shoes. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. So I was like, oh, this outlet down here by our airport, probably going to be the same thing. The clearance section is just going to be jam-packed full of all these, yeah, yeah. you know, size 13, size 14, things that are going to fit me. Nothing. I felt like I went to the clearance wall. There was like two shoes. One was just bright gold Air Force Ones. And like, I can't pull that off. So I wasn't going to wear the Air Force One. And then the other one was just like a pair of white low top Nike shoes. And I was like, I was like, I can't buy white pair of shoes. That's that's too hard to take care of. I I don't think I only buy black pairs of shoes. Yeah, that's fair. So didn't end up coming out of there with a pair of shoes. Pretty mad about it in the end. I was I was in a pissed off mood because like I went to this place. I waited in a line just to get into the Nike store. Wow. For a good 20 minutes, 25 minutes just to get into the store. Then I get in there. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Look at all these shoes. It's this huge yeah. amount of shoes. Yeah. And I was like, right on. This is awesome. I'm going to find my pair of shoes. Nothing. Couldn't find anything. So I had a pretty frustrating day yesterday. But I came out of it with some uh, some Under Armour shorts. I got these ones and I got another longer pair. But I think these are these are your inseams you're talking about, right? These are stand pretty up, short. Stand up. These are the the short inseams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here we go. Five See? inch inseam at a boy. I've got through there's, you. There's a lot of thigh showing in these shorts <laughs> when I pull them up a little bit. I was that's, saying that's how they're supposed to be worn. That's what you're supposed to do when you buy shorts. No one wants to watch you walk around in capris. I think. Well, I don't know if people want to. I think rather people would rather see my really? capris than see my see? thighs above the knee. Yeah, your thighs. Well, uh, I don't showing. know. Are we even going to address that you're wearing jean shorts right now, Quads? Or are we yeah, talk I am about wearing jorts. I am wearing jorts. Um, Go to Edmonton for one, <laughs> one freaking weekend. You know what I was thinking? Buy- I was thinking buying a jean jacket and wearing that with like you know those jeans I bought or these. Yeah, jean jacket like denim on den- denim. Yeah, that would have been funny to pick you up from the airport. You came in like a <laughs> Canadian tuxedo, cowboy hat. Yeah, that would have been good. I also was laughing about this with the girlfriend. I got to tell it on the podcast because. You come back and you're like, I went to Alberta, bought some jeans. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, thought maybe you went and like got a pair of Wranglers or, you know, like a pair of Alberta brand jeans. You're like, yeah, I got my Old Navy. <laughs> I, was like, I was thinking, that's not a pair of Alberta jeans. You went to freaking Old Navy at West Hamilton Mall and got Old Navy jeans to tell me that. You were you're so proud of your jeans when you got off the airport. It was like the first thing you said to me. Like, how you doing, Quads? Oh, good, man. Look, I bought jeans from Old Navy. <laughs> Dude, I, I haven't had a pair of jeans since I was like 
like 17. Just the jorts? You got a lot I of got jorts. Yeah. I, these look good. These are, these are nice. Yeah. These are nice jorts. You wouldn't catch me in jorts. I'll just say that. That's, they're nice. They're nice. But anyway, um, yeah, I haven't had a pair since I was like 17. And then that one pair I had, I wore them all summer. The summer I worked construction. Ah, uh, yeah. And then I like ruined them after that. And then I never bought another pair of jeans. Never, never like needed them. But now I'm like, you know what? I got longer hair now. Got to go to Abbotsford for training camp. It's time for some jeans. Some blue jeans. Some yeah. blue jeans. I just thought it was funny because you're like Alberta jeans. They're literally. I didn't from call Alberta. them Alberta jeans. I, I just said, said I went, I went to, Alberta. to Alberta and bought jeans, which is a statement of fact. Yes, but also the fact that Old Navy, there's one like 15 minutes from your house in Burnaby there. <laughs> didn't oh, didn't surprise. Anyways. All right, let's get into it. We have something, you know, there's some things out there to talk about, actually, which is kind of. Oh, nice. yeah, that's right. There, There's, um, I think, obviously, we'll start with the Olympics. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to start because uh, I guess you can lead it off. You wrote the article yeah. yesterday. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. No, the NHL is going to the damn Olympics. Yeah. Fine. The NHL, the NHLPA and the IIHF have come to an agreement to send the players to the Olympics. First time since 2014. Sixth time in the history of the league that they're going. Everybody's very excited. Like, I think the league made this commitment to the players in the MOU that was released last summer and they stuck to it. Like, there was a lot of a lot of skeptics that were saying like, okay, they said they're going to do this, but they're going to be able to use COVID as an excuse to be like, Oh, we lost all this revenue. Like we can't, we can't take two weeks out of the season. And like, you know, they used that when it was Pyeongchang a few years back. Um, so I looked at it and said like, okay, like this is looking promising because they did promise it to the players. I think there would have been a large uproar if they, you know, gave up on that commitment that they made to the players, but they did get it done. So now everybody's super excited, man. Like the players are ecstatic to go like Bo Horvath was talking to Thomas Drance on the van cast, the athletic a few weeks back. And he was saying, he's like, just to be included in this conversation is just such a huge honor. And we'll, we'll get to that soon. If Bo Horvath should be on that team, um, is our poll question. We'll, we'll get to that later. Got but a poll question out before the episode. I did. I, I got it up early. Good. I got it up very early today. I wanted a big sample size, but regardless, that's, that's what's going on. NHL is going to the Olympics. A lot of other names from the Canucks that'll be, you know, talked about, not just Canada. Obviously, that's probably what we're going to focus on a little bit here. We'll get to Horvat in a minute, but, you know, Pedersen's going to be there. Pedersen's going to be Sweden's first line center. Yeah, I think Thatcher Demko has a good chance of being the starter. You spent enough time with Woodley a few weeks ago. Yeah, we'll, ago we'll get to that. About, we'll get to that. Well, we'll see. We, I think you guys cover that one in depth. I think Vasily Pod Coles has an outside chance. It's going to depend on what he Ooh, does this year. I but didn't even think it's still him. a very outside chance, yeah. I have to say. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like I'm trying to think of some other names. Brock Besser like will be Quinn in Hughes, there. Quinn Hughes, obviously. Quinn Hughes will be in the mix. Quinn Hughes is probably going to be like a third-pairing D-band on Team USA. The Team United USA is deep. The United States are going to have probably the most Canucks, right? If I assume correctly, you're going to have Brock Besser. You're going to have Quinn Hughes. You're going to have Thatcher Demko. Yes. Yeah. Right? JT Miller, maybe? Yeah, there's no way Team USA doesn't take Miller. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. So that's I was four Americans there, right? Yes. The, we probably should have written this out first, but yeah, we're kind of spitballing off here. The, off the top. Do you, do you remember Team North America at yeah. the World Cup of Hockey? You know who was on that team? JT Miller. If you oh, take really? that team, he was. He was like one of the oldest players on that was team. It 23 and under? 22 and under? I thought it was 24 or 25 Maybe. or something. Okay. Whatever it was, that team had like Nate McKinnon, Connor McDavid, again, JT Miller, all these great players. That Team Canada team is going to be ridiculous. Like... If you're Team Canada, you're Roberto Luongo, who's assistant GM, I think. I don't think he's the actual GM of this mm-hmm. team. By the way, Ryan Miller is the uh, Team USA assistant coach. I think yeah, he's going to cool. be a goaltending coach. But yeah, listed as an assistant for Team USA, which is cool. Sorry, I got off topic there. That Canadian team, it's deep. Like I think when you write, it, write out your lineup, you get to the fourth line, and that's where you start to have some options. And I've basically narrowed it down to you're either taking... One of Ryan O'Reilly, Bo Horvat, or Matt Barzell. Like, I, I think that's what it comes down to. The guys ahead of them are all locks to be in that lineup. You think Shifley's in the mix there at all or no? I yeah, I think he is as well. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't even think of him. There's a, there's a handful of names. And then, like, that's those are your final four. Like, who gets, who gets that spot in your lineup? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, O'Reilly has to stick out as like your fourth line kill penalties for you. That's the yeah. guy that Horvat's kind of matching up against. I think yeah. that group because I think looking at a different role that Shifley's going to play, especially Barzell, he's going to play a very different role. But like, 
it's going to be between Horvat and, and O'Reilly for that kind of last spot there for, you know, a defensive minded kind of, you know, can kind of play anywhere type for you as your yeah. fourth line center. I'm just saying like on paper. Yeah. Those guys are all better than Horvat. Like, let's not get it twisted here on paper. They all are. But I, I guess it's just because we've watched Bo Horvat so much and just mm. kind of know what makes him tick. But like he's the kind of player that. Yeah, he, he'd look okay on paper, but then he'd show up to the Olympics and like lead well, the team in scoring. A, a good point for that would be like the big stage that Bo Horvat got in the bubble. I think yeah. it's going to go a long way, actually. Too. If they can convince the Olympic t- committee to let them play games in Edmonton, like fly from Beijing and go play point. in Rogers Place, Bo Horvat's going to light it up. That's his building. Yeah. Which I that, saw when I was in Edmonton. You think nice some building. of the names that are locks are like, like I've got a couple names written down here, like. Jonathan Huberdo, is he a lock for yeah, sure? Absolutely. So he's a lock in no there. Doubt. What about Steven Stamkos? Yes. So Stamkos is going to yeah. play in a bottom six wing role, probably. Yeah. Think of think of the names we just listed. Yeah. I would say maybe Matt Barzell is the only guy that might pass Stamkos, but I think on sole seniority, you give it Stamkos. The re- the way that I see like Horvat getting onto this team is all these players, you know, great players, they're going to be halfway through the season. Some of them are going to be injured at that point. Mm, That's kind point. of the way that I see Horvat getting on. Because, yes, you go into this on paper, Horvat's not on the team in my eyes. And, you know, obviously I'd love for him to be there. And that's our poll question. But yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to kind of answer no on paper right now. But this is also a guy who's been crazy healthy. You know, Horvat yeah. does not get injured. He's going to be at least when they get around to when the Olympic selection happens, you kind of just know Bo Horvat's going to be healthy. I don't know about all the other players. I don't know if Huberto's and Point and Stone and Tavares, like if they're all healthy, you know, Shifley, is he healthy? Is Stamkos healthy? Is Couturier healthy? Like, you know, we're only going to take like two or three of these guys to not be fully good for the Olympics. And I, I think it's going to be different because obviously the Olympics, everybody wants to compete. You know, everybody wants to go represent Canada at that. So it, it's going to be guys kind of playing through injury if they have to. And it's not going to be like, oh, if they're a little banged up, they're going to skip the Olympics. That's just not going to happen. So it's going to take like a pretty big injury to keep these guys out of it. But I think that's the way that Horvat gets in because right now, you know, I hate to say it, but I think he's like their 15th, 16th best yeah. forward. Yeah. You know, and that's just that's Team Canada, man. Like, honestly, as a center trying to make Team Canada, you have to be not just the best center. Like, you literally have to be like one of the best, you know, top 10 centers in the NHL to make Team Canada, if not like top five to make actual starting roster. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking at the results of our poll question. 40 percent say yes. Fifty one percent say no. And then 8% or 9%, whatever it was, I just read it, said, I'm angry. Yeah. I think if he can beat out O'Reilly and there is an injury or two, he's on the roster. But that's going to be the tough part. Well, okay. Like, I think he he likely makes the roster. I don't think he gets into games. Like, unless there's injuries. You're building a fourth line that can sort of help you on the penalty kill. You have, you know... Tavares, Couturier, Shifley, Barzell, Stamkos. Like, it's it's hard to put Horvat above it those is. guys. As much as we love him in Vancouver, as much as we see what he does, you just you can't put Horvat no, over can't. those guys. You, can't. you can make an argument for him to be over O'Reilly. If at the point, like, I think he's the guy that he's going to be competing with. You know, if, they're, if, if Horvat has seven more goals than O'Reilly at the Olympic break, probably gets the spot over i'm interested to see like like we both have talked a few times on this show how we both think horvat's going to take another step offensively and that's mainly just because he doesn't have to play shutdown minutes anymore like i really think we're going to see bo horvat explode offensively i think he's going to have a huge year like i've kind of pegged him as my guy to like really really turn it on this year like i just think he's going to be Spectacular! Like, I think we're going to see levels of Bo Horvat scoring that we just have never seen before. You know what's interesting about the Horvat line and that shift that they're about to make to being, you know, not the shutdown line yeah, anymore. Yeah. The interesting thing is, like, now looking at it, if they were to, if, let's say they go with Huglander, right? Let's say Huglander goes there with Garland. I think that's what a lot of people, I think that's the line that most people want to see. Right? Like, most people want to see Huglander there instead of Pearson or Pod Colson. And if they do go with Huglander and Garland there, that line is now all guys that like are finishers. Like, think about it. Like, you know, Garland's a finisher. He's a shooter. Horvat, I'd say he's more of a finisher than a passer. And same thing with Huglander. I think Huglander is more of a finisher than a passer as well, but they're all able to make good passes. But you're looking at a line that's full. Like all three guys can bury the puck. 
Yeah. You know, you look at what you're going to have kind of on that third line with Pod Colson and Dickinson and Pearson is kind of how it's going to look like. You know, there's there's a finisher sort of there with Pearson, but that Horvat line, all three of those guys, if given a, you know, a scoring opportunity, more than times than not are going to put it in the back of the net. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you turn away Matt Barzell, right? Like when you're looking at the final spot on this roster, right. like you can't leave Matt Barzell out of no. that. And I mean, like who like what's your top like before we get on for the Olympics? Maybe we'll touch on a few other Canucks that we think will be. Better, oh, are you going like, to ask me about the top line? Like, what are you doing for your top Team line? chaos? Just yeah. just for just for bleeps and giggles. Yeah. You have to go. At one point, we need to see McDavid, Crosby, McKinnon on one line. Just throw mm. all three centers out there. The Timmy Hose boys with Connor McDavid. Yeah. That is, man, that is like, that is every generation. Like, I grew up watching Crosby. Like, Crosby in 2010 when he was Sid the Kid. I was like, I was 10 years old when they won that. Like, I That's just crazy. turned 10. Yeah. No, I was nine. No. Yeah. When, when were the you Winter were Olympics? 2010. 2010. Yeah. yeah, but early? Like, I have an early birthday. Yeah, it would have been nine, I guess. Yeah, yeah I was nine. Yeah. I was nine years old when Sidney Crosby scored that goal. That's crazy. That is crazy. Because I, like, distinctly remember. Where were like you? 17. I was 17. You were 17? Where were yeah. you when... Uh, uh, same place I watched uh, the, most of the 2011 playoffs. My friend Chad's... Uh, his dad's got a big Canucks man cave. So nice. we did a lot of watching uh, playoffs, watched 2010 Olympics there. They were the cool parents. Let it have a couple beers here and there. Very cool. Yeah. We used to, it used to be one beer per period. Yeah. It was like, once we got to the third period, his dad already had too many. We would have all the Budweiser's we wanted at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, oh, Chad. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, like, I, I don't even think it's like at one point you need to go to it because I do think that throughout the whole tournament, you have to have McDavid playing with McKinnon. That line will, no matter who you play with them, I think it might be. They've got Team USA and Team China in their group. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so <laughs> that's going to be a tough one against China. I think it's going to be interesting to watch because, like, I think it's going to go. I think they'll go with the Marshawn, uh, yeah. Crosby, Bergeron again because that yeah. seems to work in, like, a hell of a two-way line. Yes, I think they'll exactly. stick with that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate to see, like, maybe Braden Point go up to play with with McKinnon and McDavid? Uh, McDavid. Wow. Though I do think Mitch Marner's got a good case as well, but I would like to see Braden Point play on that line. Yeah. No, I, I like that. that. Would be a I like that, that a lot. That would be a oh man, just just see like I, it, honestly it doesn't matter because like whoever <laughs> you know, if you're playing against McDavid and McKinnon, that's going to be so fun to watch. And <laughs> it's the it's the only the only guy that I think has an argument against McDavid for best player in the league is McKinnon just from yeah, yeah. the way that McKinnon can physically dominate. But to put them together, the most physically dominant hockey player and the fastest skater in the world, put them together on a line. I mean, dude, it's gonna be so fun. I'm really happy that the NHL figured this out yes, and can go to the Olympics because we really missed it last time. Is Team Canada's third line Steven Stamkos, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner? Because I think it is. Could be. Uh, I mean, I'm like to they also the names here. Like, Huberdo, Mark Stone. That's that's like your fourth line. Yeah. Yeah, there's injury, no chance Bo Horvat makes this team. No, I mean, the only way he's making that, I think, is injuries. Like I yeah. said, 15th or 16th forward going yeah. into it, which is still great. I mean, he's a second-line forward for, him. for the Canucks. Yeah, fantastic. You know, if you're 15, 16 on Canada's roster, that's a good second-line player on any other Man, I'm, team. I'm really interested to see Sweden. Like, like Pedersen's probably going to be that team's first-line center. Have, like, Mika oh, Zibanejad chance, with yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, Landis Cog probably gets a good Landis opportunity. Cog, that would yeah. be a kind of a fun line to run with. I'm, you know... It's going to be, I think it's going to be strange for a guy like Pedersen who like, because there wasn't an Olympics last year, yeah. he would have been, you know, similar age to you watching the 2010 Olympics, 2014 Olympics, four years later at, you know, 13, 14 years old. I, I just, I get the, like, maybe I, cause I remember a lot of them when I was younger, it was really, really good hockey. And I hope that they get right back to that because it's going to be strange that the fact that they've missed you know, missed Olympics and they weren't able to see what it was like with these players. A lot of these players haven't played in the Olympics before. A lot of them are, you know, 23, 24, 26 year old players that just haven't played in the Olympics before. So uh, I hope that we get just the best on best playing against each other. 100% as hard as possible. And I hope that that's just going to be just incredible watching for us. Uh, you know, at some point, is it in February? Is that when they shut it down? Yes. Yeah. It's mid February. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for it. anything else you want to do about uh, anyone else. Like, are we missing a name? Like, we got the Americans. I think Pod Colson's got an outside shot, but you know who's a lock? Who's that? Like, he's a lock. There's no chance he doesn't make the team as the starting netminder. Yarrow Halak, Slovakia. 
Ah, he's a hundred percent going to play. About that There's one, no yeah. chance he doesn't play for okay. Slovakia. What's another good? Uh, OEL is going to be on Sweden. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. He's kind of. They a, got what did they have? Like Hedman. I can name more than one Swedish defenseman. <laughs> I swear. Uh, OEL is definitely on that team. Yeah, I think OEL gets a good chance. Hoglander might have a chance. Sure. Maybe an outside chance. I mean, he'd be a nice little fourth line grinder for Connor him. Garland he's on played- USA. Garland for USA? Yeah, I think so. You think the Canucks might have five U- five guys in USA? Wow. I don't think so. I don't think Garland and Miller both make it. I think Miller makes it for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't. Really Besser s- has to make it for sure, right? Well, Besser's Besser, for sure. of course. Okay. Yeah. And Quinn Hughes for sure. We're saying Demko yes. seems like it for sure. Yeah. Even Quinn Hughes, if he's like maybe third pairing, like second right. third pairing, like US is deep. So mm. is Canada, though, man. Like holy cow, Kill McCarr is going to be on Canada. He's going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Kel McCarr will be good. Pet I'm so excited to watch the Olympics. Like, I can't remember the last time I was this excited to watch, like, a hockey game. Yeah. I'm like, Canada, up. USA. Like said, they're in the same group. If it's going to be them going 100% on each other, yeah. it's going to be a hell of a tournament. It's going to yeah. be way better than, you know, the World Cup of Hockey or whatever that thing Which was. Which was super fun to watch. I still, like, a lot of people rip on that. I still enjoyed that. I yeah, really enjoyed too. the uh, the North American Young Stars team and, and that kind of thing. But um, I think we'll kind of wrap it up there for the first half of the episode for sure. We uh, dove into a lot of Olympic talk. Always fun to chat about something. Nice to actually have something of relevance to talk about because we are missing that quite a bit. Uh, on the other side, uh, we're going to dive into a few uh, a few news and kind of rumblings going around. Rick Dollywall's back on his Twitter machine. He's been bumping it up. So we got a few things to talk about from Ricky there. Uh, and aside from that, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Maybe we'll talk more about uh, Quads' jorts in the second half of the episode. Uh, so we'll throw out a quick ad break here. and We'll see you guys on the other side. All right, folks, that's right. We got a new ad finally here for Parallel 4-9 Beer. You want to get down to the street kitchen, folks. It's more than just a street kitchen now. Now it is a full-on beer gardens. Absolutely beautiful. You've seen Quads and I tweeting about it. The food's amazing. A ton of beers on tap. Quads as well. You've had uh, not only beers, but what other drinks did you like there? had the Muddler's Pink Lemonade. That was very good. You need to go get the food, though. The food at the Parallel 49 Street Kitchen, ridiculous. What did we eat that one day? Poutine? cheeseburger well, i ate it all waffle fries and then we got those korean barbecue wings yeah the spicy chicken burger that's my go-to but Delicious. what you do a little trick for everyone you swap out the jalapenos for their pickled cucumbers very very good highly recommend that that's down at 1950 triumph street off an east van that's parallel 49 at 1950 triumph street check them out in east van and go down and try some beers and be sure to get some food down on that beautiful patio The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. Squish Beverage, my new favorite drink of the summer. Absolutely crushable. The right drink to bring down to the beach, the right drink to bring down to the river, camping, whatever you're doing this summer. Squish is the beverage for you. They have original hard seltzers and a bunch of different flavors, but the lemonade ones, those are my favorite quads. Me too. I can drink more than one of those. They're crushable. Which is good. So when you go down to the beach, you're bringing how many? More than one. More than Unlike one. Unlike last time. Absolutely. This is the hard seltzer for you. This is the hard seltzer for summer. Go out and try Squish. You can find their original flavors of hard seltzer at BC Liquor Stores. But if you want to do a little bit of digging, that's where you're going to find the lemonades. My favorite. And you can find those at private liquor stores all across British Columbia. And a big thank you to all of our sponsors, of course. Hey, doing a little something special on the uh, on the Patreon right now. Yes. It's kind of fun going back. And we listened to the first episode we ever did together. A little uh, commentary on it, I guess you would kind of say. Kind of like those DVD uh, things from back in the day where you get the little yeah. extras on the DVD and you could go and listen to the producer thing. Yeah, a lot of fun, but uh, we also completely forgot that there was like a major mess up in the recording. That, I didn't even know about that. That so was hilarious. That was my first time hearing it. I didn't yeah. know We're listening we did that. to it and then it's like a, an awkward intro back in where we're just like, hey, do you want me to go? Do you want to do bring it back? Do you want to bring it back? I'm like, uh, you go. And that's somehow in the like, actual, actual episode. podcast. Yeah. That one so shocked funny. us a little bit, but it's been fun. We got two parts of it up right now and then the third part's going to be... Uh, Diving into riding the bus with Corey Hergott. I'm curious to see how our how our interviewing kind of was back then. 
Yeah. Because right now we've just seen us uh, you know, asking questions. And I want to see how much you act like you know about the HL. Because that's been a funny part about yeah, it. Yeah, so that far. was so funny. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Of course I watched Vincent Arsenal. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Me, we'll, me and Vinny? Come on. We'll have to see how you do with that. Um, so I'm doing a decent amount. Nice little info drop from Rick Dollywall on Friday morning. That, that really helped the show because um, we'll just kind of dive into the three tweets that he brought up and then you know get into a little prospect support and kind of close this thing out. I know you want to talk about Koskenvo. Oh, yeah. um, first tweet from Rick. Uh, it took over three months, but the silly pod Colson finally got all of his paperwork and vaccinations done. He'll be on his way to Vancouver in a couple of days. So getting here, I guess, early next week, kind of uh, by the timeline that Ricky tweeted out there. Exciting. Exciting to get pod Colson uh, in Vancouver. Going to start to see what the city's like. I'm, you know, hoping that uh, hoping you make a good adjustment and, uh, and just kind of blend right into this team. Get ready for training camp because yeah. three weeks away from today as we're recording this. We'll be at training camp, man. I'm excited for that. And and I think it's about time for the Canucks to start getting their captain's practices going. Horvat will probably be arriving here pretty soon. I'm sure all the players are kind of getting here next week. I feel like any time you know, after next week would be a little bit late. So it's good to hear that Pod Colson got everything all figured out there. Yes. Uh, there's one other piece of news. Did you hear about the NHL's... Um New protocols, new COVID yes. protocols. Yes. You want to dive into that? Let's get the Rick tweets out of the way first. You go ahead with the Rick tweets. Okay. I'm going to pull We'll get up. that after yeah. a little bit here. So after that, um, Danila Klimovich's agent, Dan Milstein, uh, confirms that he will be arriving in Vancouver next week as well, uh, where he plays the season will be decided after training camp. Like we've kind of talked about quite a bit on the show, um, as much as we would like to see AHL, and I think as much as I kind of mentioned about the KHL being a spot that I would like to see him play, with so many struggles going on in Belarus, and that's where the KHL team that has his rights are. But I guess the Canucks could loan him to somewhere else. But that might be that's kind of a, a, a thing that probably would have had to been set up by now because the KHL's already started their season. But it looks like the Q. It looks like he's you know Klimovich is going to end up going to the QMJHL. But a big thing for us, and I think this is going to be something that I'm really excited to see quads, and I think you will be as well. But to see how he just matches up against NHL players like right now is going to be really yeah, interesting. It will be. And it'll be something we watch at training camp. Like at training camp, there's always, you know, when you're there and fans, I think are going to be allowed to be there. I think double vaccinated yep. fans are going to be allowed in the building. So that'll be cool. See some people maybe from our perch in the media box or wherever they station well, us. You know me, I'm a man of the people. I'll be out in the, I'll be out talking to people. I'll be taking secret exits. You will be, yeah, I'll be like be, hiding behind the players, making sure I get yeah, away from exactly. everybody. You'll be like the, the Michael Jackson with that jacket over your head running <laughs> around everywhere. Nobody, nobody cares about Talks me. Holding just... a baby over the media. <laughs> oh my God. Where do you get that baby? All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> I'll be talking to people. In the, <laughs> I'll come yeah. out. I'll say hi to some people, too. Yeah, we'll see. Say hi to some people, too. All right. Well, um, uh, final thing from Ricky before you can get into yes. that, and we'll dive into that a little bit here. Um, for those asking, this is another tweet from Rick Dollywall. Last one we're going to get into. Uh, Ricky just killing it. Comes out of the break. Texas agents. Gets it done on a Friday. Uh, for those asking, expecting after Labor Day weekend, talks on Pedersen and Hughes to increase between CAA and the Canucks. I sure damn hope so. Because, yep. listen, we talked about it a long time. We, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the contracts because like, what's the point, right? Like, what's the point of us talking about it? But now we're at the point where next week is is like the latest for me. You know, like I said, you want to get this done a couple weeks before camp. You don't want any questions about your two franchise players going into training camp. I especially this year after what they did last year. It's something you've mentioned quite a bit on the show about, you know, after what they had to go through last year with a strange preseason, a strange bubble training camp. These guys want to get into camp, get a reg some sort of regularity about getting preseason games in, getting a training camp in, getting with your teammates so you can start the season on the right foot. If there's any sort of contract discussions going into training camp still, that's not a good look for these two players who don't want this at all. No, no. I don't think anybody in these negotiations wants this to go on into training camp. And I think we're going to see something similar to what we saw in the Brock Bester deal. Like, do you remember? We were told that there was a very fiery phone call with Jim Benning and Ben Hankinson, Bester's agent. There were a lot of F-bombs thrown back and forth, apparently, and they finally got it done. So maybe that's what has to happen. Like, maybe it needs to get to a point where... Okay, we just missed the first day of training camp. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants this to drag on further. Just get it done. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to uh, see Besser at that training camp because I was only there for day one and two, mm. I think. I don't think he I got there he signed day on three. day two. Yeah. He might have played on day three or something. So, yeah, yeah I, uh, that was Corey Hergott took over for me for the second two days of camp. So, yeah, I mean, this will be a fun training camp, man. We're going to we're gonna both be there. Abby, oh, I'm excited. A lot of shows coming Check out up the Arby's. There. 
Absolutely. The Arby's man. Yeah, we might have to do an episode from the Arby's parking lot if we can. We'll figure that out. Really? Yeah. That's something we're going to do? Arby's Wi-Fi? Yeah, for sure. We'll <laughs> okay. uh, just get everything set up. We'll figure it Live out. Live from Arby's. You yeah. hear the hear us getting kicked out during the episode? <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, just you know, to, to get to training camp there with these guys, get them in there, get these contracts done. And like, it, the, I think the problem is just like, which one's going to go long? Because if they were both going to be short... If they were both going to be bridge deals, you could get that deal done tomorrow. I think that what the problem is, is can you go long on one of them and which one makes the most sense? But does the agent want to do that? Does the agent like the power of having both of them be RFAs at the same time and then both have their next contracts expire at the same time? Because that's something that an agent probably gets some power over the team with if you have to sign both of your guys at the exact same time. And this is a smart agent running them from CAA. That's the best, you know, the best agents group that you can have is CAA. And that's who's representing both these guys. And I think that they know that, you know, they have the Canucks over the barrel. If, if you have them having to renew at the same time, having to re up at the same time, they're in big time control if they do that again. And that's why yeah. I think that the Canucks might want to get one guy done long-term, whether it be Quinn Hughes or Elias Pettersson. I, I think it'll lean towards Quinn Hughes, but the agents are smart and they're going to try and get the most money for their guys. And I think the way for them to get the most money for their guys is to, you know, sign matching deals, matching three year deals, matching four year extensions, whatever it is. I guess it would be three is what they would have to go with for, for because of Pedersen wise for, for UFA. So, you know, three year bridge deals is probably what the agents are looking for. I bet the Canucks might want to stretch one of the two. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be one of them. And I was asked about this a lot when I was in Edmonton, all the Oilers nation guys asking me which one's going to get signed long term. I don't know. Like, I have no clue. We have not been told anything. It's very hard to tell which one's going to be signed long-term. If I had to go out on a limb, and that's all this is, is a limb, is Quinn Hughes. Like, I think it's going to be Quinn Hughes that's signed long-term. But yeah. would I be surprised if it was Elias Patterson instead? Not at all. Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, the NHL news. Uh, yeah. So here's what I got. This is from The Athletic. Michael Russo wrote an article about this. 27 pages of COVID-19 protocols for the 2021-2022 season obtained by The Athletic. So this isn't public information yet. Say, it's page been, one. Start, go page on. one. I'm going to read it. Hello, everyone. My name is Gary Bettman. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so here, here's basically the gist of it. I'll make this as quick as I can, as crystal clear as I can. Well, you've got a lot of practice of Googling on air, so you, this should this is yeah. kind of the moment that we've been waiting for, is you reading an article on air. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm not going to read the article. I'm just going <laughs> to go through the bullet points. I've kind of memorized most of it. Okay, okay. I've uh, looked look through it a few times. Right. Um, but Your basically... Photographic memory of yours. Yes, which yeah. came in handy when I was in Edmonton. But anyways, anyways, the gist of it is players who are vaccinated are going to have a lot more privileges than unvaccinated players. The main one... If a vaccinated player catches COVID and tests positive, he will still be paid and it will be treated as a hockey-related injury. Very similar to what it was this past season. Like, he'll be away from the club. Um, You know, it's an injury. Like, he'll be paid. Everything's going to be fine. Unvaccinated player gets COVID. He he doesn't get paid while he's away. And any, any unvaccinated player who can't go with the team because of local restrictions in like a certain place. Um, they will not be, they can, the team can suspend them without pay. So that's what, that's like the main big thing in these new protocols. And you're looking for an example of something like that. You look at Vancouver, you know, everybody that goes into Rogers arena has to be double vaccinated. Does that go toward the players too? Like that's not that's not entirely clear yet. I don't think it will. I I don't think that'll be the case. But if there, you know, who knows? Maybe if there's, um, you know, down the line, there's some some place that's like, no, you can't. You actually can't go in here. Like it's it's a provincial requirement that you're double vaccinated before you go in here right. or whatever. Well, I mean, and that's something that I found. You know, when we heard Horvat with Drancer. A couple weeks ago, Horvat was saying, like, you know, not everyone's vaccinated on the Canucks. You know, some players are not wanting to get the vaccination. Did he say that? Well, Horvat even said that's their personal choice. If they well, I don't think he said some players on the Canucks aren't vaccinated. Well, I think he said they're talking their way through it. No, I think he said he said some guys don't want to get vaccinated. I don't think he meant on the Canucks. Okay, well, yeah, I I guess because he's a player rep, so I might be a little wrong. Yes, I no, I don't I. I would be surprised if there was a player on the Canucks who didn't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not even trying to be like, 
you know, like I'm not even saying like, oh, they can't choose. Like I'm saying like, I think every player on that team is just exhausted from all the COVID precautions right. and all the protocols that they had to take last year. Like think of a guy like JT Miller comes to camp, has to quarantine for two weeks because he came from out of the country, yeah. goes to camp, gets ready for the season, then has to quarantine again, then has to play again. And then they have their shutdown in the middle of the season. You think JT Miller's not going to get vaccinated so we can avoid all that again? Yeah, I'm gonna guess he gets vaccinated. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess that. I could have maybe I was, I but know, we could be wrong to that with Horvat not, there. Well, yeah, Horvat. Did I know he's a player rep, so I think he was yeah. maybe maybe he was talking more about you know just the the NHL. And wasn't he just hanging out with like I can't remember he was hanging out with someone in Ontario. I can't remember which mm. player it was, but I was like, oh, I bet that guy's not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll kind of move away from that conversation, but basically the uh, the the basic gist of these protocols is that players who are unvaccinated don't have as many um don't have as much leeway as players who are vaccinated um yeah so unvaccinated players won't be paid for each day they cannot perform their duties that includes if the player contracts the virus is determined to be a high risk close contact of a COVID 19 positive work-related contact or if that player is unable to fly into canada or other local and state jurisdictions because he's unvaccinated it's going to be very interesting some other things that i remember from reading that yesterday was that um a lot of like restrictions for going out to eat, going out to even pick up your food. The only way they're able to get food is like delivered to their hotel room door or a curbside pickup. Yeah. They weren't allowed. They're not allowed to go into any restaurants. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's making your life very tough to be an NHL player on the road at home. Everything. If you're not going to be vaccinated, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner of the NHL estimated in an email to the athletic that there's over, uh, that the number is now close to 95%. For players oh, wow. who are okay. fully vaccinated. So good. And and just just so we're clear, these rules don't apply to players who can't get the vaccine for medical reasons right. or religious re- reasons. So, okay. yeah, again, close to 95 percent. Like I said, like, you know, I'm not like I know someone's going to have a problem with this, but I just think all the players are just so done with everything that they're just like, just roll. I'll roll up my sleeve. Like, just just give me this thing so I can just get back to my normal life. Yeah. I like mean, most of close, us, I close think to normal as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's good. It's good to maybe, you know, hopefully this support from the NHL kind of helps other people as well to kind of get behind this and we can move on, you know, continue to get vaccine numbers up uh, and and move on from this crazy pandemic. Some of the stuff we're seeing lately is just driving me yeah, insane. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? You, you were pretty fired up on Twitter about it. Well, we're only at 40 minute mark. You can you go on a bit of a rant if you want. Okay. I just, from what I read, you know, and just seeing... Like I saw videos of these these protests and these protests outside of a hospital. And listen, I you know I'm fine with people protesting something that they don't agree with. It's you know, it's great that people are, have that right, but they should not have the right to do that outside of a hospital, out of a outside of the spot where you know elderly people are trying to get to the hospital, people who need surgeries are trying to get to the hospital. These nurses and doctors and support staff at hospitals who have you know, been going through hell and back, man, like going through absolute hell and back. I mean, you know, my girlfriend's a nurse, right? Like she goes through this. She talks to a lot of people that are nurses. She know everyone that she went to school with for nursing school. They still talk about this. And like, you know, like she spent the whole day, like crying, watching what these people are doing, like, oh, like in tears, seeing that people are outside protesting outside of a hospital. It's the stupidest thing that these that I've seen throughout the pandemic is that we know what all these people in the hospitals have been going through. Floors are, you know, taken up like crazy. You know, even where she works, like a whole floor has been taken over by COVID. And it's it's just so ridiculous that they had to deal with this on the side of it. And then the part that really set me off was just reading it. And I'm sorry, I, I believe it was from the, the health officer of Vancouver Islanders or, or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm not exactly sure of her title. But to hear that, like, even one nurse was, like, assaulted. One nurse was physically, she said at least one nurse was physically assaulted. After what, like, do people not, like, nurses, their shifts are 12 hour shifts. They work four on, four off, 12 hour shifts. If you so much as lay a finger on one of these people after they just finished their 12 hour shift of going through hell and back, trying to help other people and bring other people to better health, like, you don't have, these are just the most idiotic people. If they were to even lay a finger, say a word to these people, they just finished a 12 hour shift. And you're standing outside of this protest, ripping darts and just sitting there waiting for these people without your mask because you want to tell them your piece of your mind. They just finished a freaking 12 hour shift, man. 
Like they just finished a 12 hour shift going through hell, not only at one 12 hour shift, but going through a pandemic for the last 18 months. The crap that they're dealing with is unimaginable for a lot of people and absolutely unimaginable for these idiots that are outside of the hospital protesting. So it, it just, it set me off man. I had to go for a walk and I, I don't even like going for walks, but like I had to go for a walk the other day just cause it, it was just so frustrating to not like, it wasn't even about the videos of like what I saw or whatever I saw on social media. It yeah, wasn't yeah. even about that. It was just about the idea of it. Like the idea of people think that it was smart to go outside of hospitals and protest do it somewhere else. If you have a problem with the government, go do it outside a government building or something. But to see like that an ambulance was struggling to get into the hospital, to see that people were worried, like walking up for their surgeries and, you know, to even leave the hospital, whether it was workers or, or people or, you know, patients that were dealing with a sickness. It was, it's one of the stupidest things I've seen throughout this pandemic. And I just think that everyone that was involved with that are just, just some of the most dumb people I've ever seen. I, to do that outside a hospital is just ridiculous. I don't really, like, you know, I'm not a health official. I'm just a dumb guy who likes sports and <laughs> likes to talk about sports. I don't know the best way to put this, but just from seeing what we saw that day, I thought it was it was the dumbest thing I've seen throughout this pandemic. Yeah, fair enough. I have more stuff on the uh, protocols here. Unvaccinated players are required to wear face coverings at all times when with the team or in team spaces other than exercising or playing. Unvaccinated players are required to remain more than six feet from both unvaccinated and fully vaccinated individuals, including all of the meeting rooms, locker rooms, stalls, when dining, all that sort of stuff. Unvaccinated players are actually not permitted to share small enclosed spaces such as carpooling, taxis, or ride shares with either fully vaccinated or other unvaccinated players. Unvaccinated players should avoid eating and drinking at the same time as others in the same row on flights. And you have to be, you can't go into bars or restaurants. They, they are not yeah. permitted to go into bars and restaurants. So they can't, even well, go pick up they can't do that here said, anyway. Yeah. Like if they, if they weren't vaccinated when they come, but yeah, yep. it's going to be, all right. going to be interesting. 95%. That's actually like way higher than I would have thought. I actually thought, you. yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised when you like, that's when you just said that 10 minutes ago, it's the first time I've heard that. So to hear that they were over 95%, that's, that's good. I think that's good news. Close to 95, but yes, sure. Still close to 95. Absolutely. Still very good news. That's, you know, one or two players on teams that are not in or one player pretty much on every team, not into it yet. I mean, you know, we'll see how it works then. And, and maybe players are even still waiting. Maybe a lot of players are overseas and didn't know that, you know, this was kind of happening. Maybe they're at the point of getting their final, you know, fully vaccinated cells. You know, Potcole's a good example from what we saw. We just heard yeah. that, you know, he got everything figured out with him being able to come to Canada, his vaccinations, everything all figured out. Maybe that was something that just wasn't really known or wasn't really kind of sped up because it took the, the six to eight weeks between your shots or whatever. So, um, yeah, good. Good to hear. I like to hear that 95% number, man. Two final things. Media is back in locker rooms. We're excited for that. We're excited to move on from Zoom. I still don't. I don't know if that's going to happen, man. I like. I understand that's in there, but I, I, I'm struggling to think that the Vancouver Canucks are going to we're going to show up there at training camp and be like, "Hey, head in there, go for it." Well, we have to wear masks, right? Right. The players aren't wearing is, masks, but we are. It still seems like it still seems like a very like I know that you know. I, I would think that would kind of be like one of the slower restarts in. I yeah. think I told you this quite a bit when we've talked about this off air, but like I thought maybe they'll have a podium and we're all kind of set up out in the room like that way. But mm, we'll to see. throw them right into the locker room, the sweat. Maybe we'll have room, a podium. I, I, I would like kinda, to not be in a scrum. I, it's not like yeah, like I don't want to be in this. Like the scrum's kind of a, a spot where I don't. The want. scrum still freaks me, me out before bit. COVID because I was already a germaphobe right. before all this. I don't want to get sick. Yeah, and I not think, even with COVID. That's the thing that freaks me. I was like one. You know, the only scrums I've been in were, you know, ones at WHL games for the Giants, which were pretty easy. It was only about four of us. But the one in Victoria at training camp, we're talking 20 guys. We're talking five cameras. We're talking microphones on top of people all jammed into one player. I just I don't see that happening from day one. It just seems like that's a little bit of a rush thing to happen. And don't get me wrong. I want all the access possible. And I think that'd be great. Maybe if you're able to. You know, go get a guy in the locker room and one on one. Maybe that's okay, but mm-hmm. to me, like thinking the way that they've done it in the past, go right into that seems like a little rushed. Yeah. The final thing is the opt out. A player who is unvaccinated or fully vaccinated can who can establish an immediate family member, such as a spouse, partner, or child, with whom he shares a household, is at substantially heightened risk of severe illness by contracting COVID nineteen. Is entitled to opt out by notifying the club of his intention to do so by no later than October first. I don't anticipate that'll be anything with the Canucks. I don't think that'll be something that don't comes into so. play. No, probably not a lot. Maybe one or two players around the league might, you know for safety reasons of yeah. their family or yeah, exactly. And if something. a player opts out, not eligible to play any professional hockey or participate in the Olympics. Yeah. 
Or, yeah, no other league or anything like that. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if we have much more to wrap up. Prospects report. Don't really have a ton. A coup. Um, my boy. Yeah, let's, let's hear your Denver. Aku update. I know JD you're was getting... super excited to text me about this, but uh, kicked off his 2021-22 U20 SM Sarga season, allowing five goals on 23 shots in a 10-5 to win. So he got the W. Jeez. That's all that matters. That's what I say. A win is a win, man. A win is a win. Got the W. That's what the goalie's job is. He, did, he got his guy. He did his job. He didn't let in 10 goals. Nope, exactly. He was better than the other guy. Right. And it was funny. I'm not even trying to, you know, it sounds like I'm like, you know, really trying to defend this. But uh, I was talking to Mikey DiPietro a few weeks back. And he was saying like, you know, I don't really look at numbers because my job is to win the game. So as long as I let in less goals than the guy at the other end of the ice, I've done my job. Well, so like Aku Koskenvo did his job. It's like a pitcher when you're up 10 nothing and you just yeah. throw fastballs down the middle. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, one home run doesn't hurt you. Exactly. You know, but at the same time, goalies, you know, they're still trying to do the exact same thing, whether if it's four nothing or yeah. four one or four three. I mean, I mean, it's you know, they're still trying to keep the puck out of their net. So a little different than the pitcher thing I brought up there, but you get the people get the point in the end. Yeah, we get. I don't point. have much of a prospects update. Um, you know, didn't really get. Uh, who did I watch the other day? I tried to watch uh, some of the Finnish guys. They one of the streams wasn't available. The other one got canceled. Uh, Uten and, and uh, Yashik's game, they got canceled because of COVID, I think two days in a row. So uh, no games for them, but uh, Forcell wasn't in the SHL lineup. Uh, Gabrielson playing uh, third pairing now uh, in Osvenskin. Uh, They're going to get going very soon with their actual season, so that'll be good. Um, and I think Hugo is going to be the one big one to follow until we get Klimovic in the queue. And man, man, as soon as Klimovic gets in the queue... Those gifts are going to be flying out of the Twitter account that day. And it's going to be beautiful because the games are going to be at like four o'clock. I don't have to wake up early. It's like four in the actual afternoon. So I'm excited for that. No early mornings for Klimovich, uh, but he is going to be an absolute gift monster. A gift horse, I was saying. You don't stare a gift wow. horse in the mouth, but I'll be watching a lot of uh, Klimovich once he gets there. So just excited, man. A couple of weeks away. I'm expecting, I'm expecting some contract news late next week. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I think when we were recording next Friday on this show, I think we're going to have one of, if not both, of Pedersen and Hughes' contracts talk. But I think, I think they're done by the end of next week. Okay. You heard it here first. Yeah. Heard it here first. I we'll like wrap it. it up there. I think anything else you wanted to bring up here, Quads? Never do. I don't know why I ask. Anyways, yep. no point of even asking you. Uh, so for my co-host, David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Fabier. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was, you know what I was just about to say? You no, know I was just about to say? I actually nailed the outro on this one because I screwed it up so bad last oh, week. And then I say God. my own name wrong. God damn. Oh, All right. my gosh. For my co-host, David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Boom. Nailed it. Damn it. You did not nail that. Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Delivered by DoorDash. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?